psychedelics, uh, I'm basically talking about you know? alkaloids uh, with... Uncle Sam had a meeting with a demon It said pledge allegiance Sun was beaming Diamonds gleaming Under the orange tent Forged to fail All of a sudden shit went to hell Oh well I'm all good Everything is moving just like it should Hey, Dream Minus provides a soundscape Similar to a young Dilla Mixing some no idea All figures Money's root of all evil Then it's fuck Skrilla So get money and get evil Throw evil at stripper titties In a well-lit city after a shooting Life is confusing Ruse of apology Misdirected philosophies Speeding ticket, parking fees Grocery store, cars cutting off Going for more Off with their head, then drag them off of my shore Mafia with no poly, use your dome Get in tune, my only ology is bio Stuck in the future Like I was jumping from the cryo I owe nothing to you So it's fuck me, huh? It's fuck you too Alright, alright It is the Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast. I am here. I'm alive. Happy to be here. I just wanted to take some time and uh, say, you know, shout out to um, the social media following out there that's building up for the music, the podcast, everything. And I'm here with Sky, and we're going to talk a little bit about Deadpool, the Pusha T stuff with Drake, and a little bit about a little bit about J. Cole and Little Pump's interview, which was uh, very entertaining to say the least. But after all that, um, I mean, before all that, we're gonna we're going to talk a little bit about Vanport. And I've lived in Salem my whole life, pretty much. But uh, th- there are some things I did not know, so I would definitely like to kick off, you know, having having you kick some knowledge about it because I didn't know anything about it either until you came to me. So. Yeah, well, success to you. I see you kicking off really with all your music and uh, podcasts as well. So I'm really proud of you, where it's going, and just your feedback that you're getting. It's oh, really awesome you. to see, kind of like you set an example. I'm trying out here, you know. I'm humble. Like I'm, I'm not shit, so mm-hmm. you know I gotta be. So, so I'm just gonna take my time with everything. I mean, yeah, where you're coming from too, like representing. Salem, Oregon, it's not your typical kind of location, you know, and especially looking into it more and more, just your kind of like connection to hip hop and just that culture is a rare thing out here. And I think it's really awesome. You know, you just kind of putting it on a map in a different way. Because looking at Portland and just Oregon in general, it's history. It definitely was going off a different bias um vanport like you mentioned was a city that flooded like in the 40s um i think due to lack of consideration from the housing like commission that they had it was hap or something like that let me see um yeah the housing authority of portland because um it was i was curious just kind of about like where the city kind of came from and stuff and I just ended up looking at it online and was surprised to find that there was a whole city that flooded and it was um, mixed cultures in there you know there was white there was black but it definitely had its segregation and there was a lot of different uh, stories just going online that, that we're talking about like people that you know lived in segregated areas like Albina, Oregon and um just their population compared to like when you walk around neighborhoods like Salem and you know you're it's predominantly white you know mm-hmm. so, um, 
Yeah, it's got interesting history. Well, in the case of Vanport, you know, when we were talking about it, mm-hmm. I mean, what was it? You know, like there was the the main story is you know that there was a flood coming, and they pretty much told um, how many people lived in Vanport. Oh gosh, I don't know. It was, it was lengthy. I mean, um, let's see here. I have it online. It was Edgar Kaiser was the guy who organized it, but um, it housed about like a thousand, like a hundred and forty thousand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's a lot of people. Ooh. 140,000 people and how many people died and how many people got injured that's the part that was kind of weird and confusing to me because like just history itself it's not like a big story you know really like you hear about Oregon Trail and stuff but there were rumors that you know the local authorities were taking bodies like doing just different things you know word of mouth people saying all this like horrific stuff but um I think it was something like 36 casualties of people actually dying was what I read. I feel like maybe they undervaluated that number. Yeah, because I mean for as many people as there were and you know just houses that actually got, you know, completely demolished and stuff, I'm just like there's got to be something more, you know, to that if you really look at it, but um yeah, it does really have a rich history. You know, if anyone looks into it like it's definitely interesting what was it to the article you showed me about the historian this isn't too far off topic but aren't there catacombs in Salem yeah I, I want to do a tour with you eventually like this summer there's some guy named Ritter or something like that out here that does summer tours in June and like uh, he'll show you the tunnels and stuff that you know they had all kinds of stuff going on which you can imagine in the 1800s like a developing city like west side like come on you know there's got to be some stuff going on in the alleys and stuff coke but, and hookers yeah <laughs> lots of hookers and coke yeah but um they definitely had like all kinds of stuff so we should do one of those tours and like see what these catacombs or whatever. See what they're really about? Yeah, because that just seems so weird to me to have that out here. That's something you hear about maybe like out in like, you know, an international place, but... Well, don't they have catacombs in Rome? Mm-hmm. Like Paris. And, or Paris is it city? In France? This is terrible. I'm like all off, but... Paris. Have you ever seen the movie As Above, So Below? Mm-mm. It's pretty good. It's about like a couple of friends. I, I think, I like. I think it's Rome. Couldn't it might not be, mm. but they go into these catacombs, and it turns out that it's connected to hell. And it's actually pretty good. It, like it, it's one of those found footage movies, but it was actually pretty good mm-hmm. for what they were trying to do. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. You know, I mean, is it a movie that I would buy like and just watch all day? No, but it was good. Yeah. You know, like the, it's just interesting the idea of like catacombs and it takes a lot to do movies like that right from that angle because most people like they complain about motion sickness or just like the annoyance of like that constant motion like I got to say World War Z when I saw it I was like what the fuck because I did not like the 
some of the motion, you know, I couldn't really capture what was going on, but, I mean, people might hate on me for this, but I like Cloverfield. I thought that was, you know, pretty decent for what they did. Some of it was kind of lost also, but... I feel like with Cloverfield, though, Cloverfield was, um, was pretty much the prototype of found footage movies, because what, what was before that? Paranormal Activity, I think, was after that. Yeah, I don't really know, but, I mean, definitely, like, the first half of that film, too, it's, like, really good, but. What is it, too? I mean, well, Paranormal Activity, that movie, I, I like. I like it when he brings in the Ouija board and he's like, this is a great fucking idea. <laughs> this is a great idea. I got this Ouija board, baby. And it's just in, in reality, I'm just thinking like, oh, you dumb fuck. You're, you're, you're letting, you're going to, someone's going to get possessed, you know, and it, it happens and everything. And then I've seen, I think all of the paranormal, all of the paranormal activity sequels. Well, maybe, maybe not all of them, but I get what they try to do. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it's kind of stale at this point if you're not going to do anything new with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you could apply that to a lot of things, but if we're going to speak about movies, I want to speak on Deadpool 2 because Deadpool 2 was actually really enjoyable. And segueing to that, I like... What What were the things that you liked about the movie and disliked? Just off jump. Let's, let's go from there. Yeah, well... As far as dislike, I mean, I mean, for me, like, I mean, it's still good. It's a movie, you know, and, like, sure, there's parts where it feels kind of corny or whatever, you know, due to, like, regular life and, like, how real it is, but all in all, like, I enjoyed it, you know, like, I definitely love Domino's character, like, she was just so fucking awesome, like, just through the whole thing, um, I would like to see, like, more like, her character reoccur in, like, some superhero movie or something like that, but, uh, yeah, Deadpool was awesome, it was funny, you know, kudos for the sequel, and I like just, like, how they, like, play off of shit, like, X-Men, you, they open the door, and then you see kind of the cast in there, because he's complaining about, like, budget and shit, I think that's so great, like, how they do that, and just mention, like, just the other parts of the movie magic, so, mm-hmm. what about you? I like, well, I think, yeah, Domino, uh, ZZ Beats, you know, she plays Van in, in Atlanta. I thought that was really good because... So awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, she she has that dry humor, and I think that was perfect because yeah. Ryan Reynolds, he's, he's charismatic. Like, mm-hmm. it's the, his humor is kind of, he can be dry, mm-hmm. but really he's kind of the opposite of that, you know, because he runs so much off charisma and personality, mm-hmm. but... With uh, ZZ Beats, I like the way she flowed into the movie and the way that they incorporated Domino because Domino is pretty much, you know, one of the heavy hitters in the comic books with um, Deadpool. So the way that they they tied it in didn't really feel forced. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of superhero movies and I feel like sometimes they, they tie in shit like, just, like the Justice League well no I mean the one before that the Superman Batman one at points it felt like they were just um, just trying to get like that that cinematic universe money but Deadpool was smart like, like I said the acting was good I like Josh Brolin like I, I thought he was a good Cable yes. you know what I mean I, I thought he was great at what he did because Cable 
is pretty much like the polar opposite of Deadpool. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's he's strict with his business. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much half robot, but they tied it all in. Um, the scene when he pisses himself at the bar, I like that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember the one when he had, I like the scene where he had the baby legs. Yeah, the baby legs I think was like, oh shit, classic right there. That was a blind owl. I mean you know, they, I like how they kept the main characters in from the last one, but I think because they had to double it up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and introduce new characters, like maybe, well, Blind Al, like she's funny, mm-hmm. you know, with the cocaine next to the cure for blindness and everything. Yeah, and yeah all the little small things, like I see that. I love when movies put those little gems in there. But like, um, as far as reoccurring, like I'm glad that they, you know, still use the same kind of people, played off of some of the same characters. He goes to the same bar, you know, T.J. Miller, he's great, he's so funny. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, they don't do, like, another one, necessarily. I know they get into it a lot, but I think that was good where they're at. I think that they could do an X-Force movie. Mm-hmm. That's different. It's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like this, like, Deadpool 3 would kind of, like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I feel like with X-Force, they could do it right, you know, because... Deadpool, like, I like the part where his suit gets all charred up, because when his suit gets charred up, it's pretty much the the writers paying homage to the X-Force costume, because mm-hmm. the X-Force comic books, his suit's all black. Oh. Yeah, Deadpool, his suit is all black in the comic books, so, when it comes to X-Force, so I'd like to see that, and they killed... They killed off so many motherfucking people. <laughs> Vanisher, uh, the guy yes. who spit acid, Pennywise. Um, yeah, that's right. All that stuff. That was great. They're really good actors, and mm-hmm. they had Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it was a very self-aware movie. My favorite was Peter. That's my favorite X Force member, Sugar Bear. Vanisher, because it's a flash. Like, I swear it, that's Brad Pitt's face for a moment. I think that is Brad Pitt, yeah. <laughs> like, who caught that? Brad Pitt is on a different level of fucking ridiculous, you know, I think. Well, I think Brad Pitt, I think Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could have been Johnny Depp from the wrong <laughs> angle. I mean, you know, it would have been funny if it were Danny DeVito or some shit. Oh, man. Always sunny. Yeah. You know, but the way yeah, the, the way the movie was crafted, I liked everything. The ending was good. The plot wasn't too much, and uh, I, the way the way they killed off the girlfriend was smart. You yeah, know. everyone's dying in superhero films. Like, it's with all this mortality. That's what it's about. I mean, technically, Deadpool really can't die. In the comic books, he was cursed by Thanos. With Im- with immortality because mm-hmm. Thanos never wanted Deadpool to be with Mistress Death. Because Mistress Death loves Deadpool, but Thanos is once Mistress Death. Mm-hmm. So in a way, they're they're kind of the... Like, they have a very weird history in the comic books. Like, you wouldn't think Deadpool and Thanos would interact that much, but, like, they both... They're like two rappers that want the same groupie bitch. Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like, you know, Wiz and 21 trying to get Amber Rose. Like, I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's it's like rapper shit. If you really want to look at it, I mean... Did he date her, too? 
Yeah, like Amber Rose, Twenty One, Wiz, like so many. Like I don't know. I feel like like her track record just keeps going down. Like Kanye West, top level. Wiz Khalifa, he's still top level, top level artist. You know, he has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But then you go down Twenty One Savage. Like she's gonna be, she'll be fucking SoundCloud rappers. I don't know. You know, like this is not a diss to Amber Rose. I'm just, I'm just saying shit, talking shit. You know, mm-hmm. like it's weird. A lot of celebrities, like you know, they can talk shit, but they can't take jokes. But it's funny, you know. Everyone, I know, all the, a lot of artists are up in their feelings. I know a lot of rappers like to play tough, but it's like shit. You want to look at it, they're ninety eight percent of them are up in their feelings with uh, groupies and shit. So yeah, it's interesting how they deal with deal with shit, but. Was it back to a different topic, but <laughs> was it, well, speaking of rappers and emotions, the Pusha T and Drake beef that was happening was honestly kind of something that I thought died out because, you know, I, I used to hear them going back and forth a few years back, and then when it got reignited, I didn't know what was going to happen. Pusha T fired shots at Infrared on the Infrared record. Drake came back with the duppy freestyle or whatever, and then Pusha T put the nail in the coffin, bop, with, um, what is it, the story of Adidon, Adidon, or whatever, and I played you that track, remember? Mm-hmm. I played you that track, so pretty much Pusha T unloaded a fucking missile on Drake. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the thing, it's kind of weird to see, like, the, the, the feuds with Drake because Drake pretty much like I never like I've never seen Drake really take an L mm-hmm. especially in a feud with Meek Mill he bodied that that whole entire thing because y'all look at it like this like he he Drake is like battling like fan bases too mm-hmm. Meek Mill has his own specific fan base yeah so it was interesting to see him get at Pusha T because a lot of hip-hop purists are behind Pusha T. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people just said, Drake, rap, you know, rap, do your thing. Mm-hmm. That's what people wanted to see, you know, and he ended up... My Personally, I think he took an L in this one. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a diss to Drake. He's had a good run, mm-hmm. but he has, I think he should just take this and wear it and deal with it and just come back stronger because... You know, I don't want to hear any subliminals on the album. I don't like when rappers do subliminals, personally. Yeah. You know, like, subliminals are just fucking corny at this point. Mm-hmm. Especially in hip-hop. You know, say a name. Just say say the name. Mm-hmm. No, everyone's more com- everyone is more comfortable to tweet at, each- tweet at each other and shit. Yeah. And direct it. It's interesting, you know with hip-hop still seeing these beefs come out i didn't even know that pusha t and drake like honestly were like beefing back and forth you know i wasn't following it but um because you wouldn't think it would happen yeah you know but he really shit he delivered because pusha t like he's got so much credibility to his name like Mm -hmm. through all the years he's been working and yeah i've listened to his stuff bangs hard you know i really like pusha t um, I like Drake too and his stuff. I would say definitely they're just different brackets, you know, hip hop altogether. 
Well, yeah, considering the fact, you know, Pusha T, he's been more established for a longer period of time working with um, uh, Pharrell, um, the Neptunes clips, you know, Kanye West, you know, he's yeah. highly, his production is very established. And I don't know, I think Drake might have issues with Kanye. There, There's, I know there are these weird lines that can get blurred, you know, in music, so... I mean, my thing is like this, people are human, you know, shit happens, and, you know, Kanye, like, whatever is going on with him, he's bipolar, God bless him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Kanye, he, he has some demons hidden, but not really hidden. You know, the whole entire, uh, what, slavery was a choice stuff, all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that is definitely, I feel, gonna come back to haunt a little bit, but... Yeah, that kind of stuff sticks. It does, you know, so... It's definitely... The facts are the facts. When you want to look at everything cut and dry. The facts are the facts. I think Pusha T body Drake in this one. That's my personal opinion. I think I think Pusha T caught a body on that verse. But, you know, I hope, I, I'm pretty sure it's all settled. I think someone named Jay Prince has got involved because, you know, in hip-hop, it's not what you know, it's who you know. There are a lot of people invested behind Drake and Pusha T. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people who make money off them. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to monitor your investments. You know, it's a business at the end of the day. That's true. But speaking of that, let's switch it up. So the Little Pump and J. Cole interview. <laughs> I loved it. I was I was so happy to see that somebody's doing something like that at this point, like crossing that bridge, you know, between because, you know, 2016 2017 we saw a lot of the pool with the freshman class double xl and like you know old hip-hop head young hip-hop head and like it's always been like this generation generation you know new music but um for them to just kind of sit and talk and kind of meet in the middle in a way it. yeah <laughs> i think he was receptive you know shit he was high but get at it. the same time like I don't know. It gives both sides to kind of watch something and, you know, form their different perspective. So I think good came out of it. Well, yeah, that's the bridging of the gap, you know, because you have people... Well, J. Cole, you know, I mean, his track record speaks for itself, you know. Platinum with no features. I'm pretty sure all of his albums have gone platinum. You know, his accolades, you know, that all speaks for itself. And I think, too, J. Cole is probably at, at a loss because... He, he came up in a time where you had to really develop as an artist, you know, and you had to get singles. You had to do a lot of things before you could put out an album. And I think J. Cole is probably caught off guard, like how a lot of people are about how people can just blow up real quick. But, they, of course, they fizzle out, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he's just, you know, probably surprised. Like He's probably seen people fizzle out, but he probably isn't used to seeing people go up so quick. Little Pump is 17, like, he is so young. That's not even a blink blink of an eye, pretty much. Like, he's 17 years old. That's, mm-hmm. that's so fucking young, especially to be in this industry of, you know, debauchery. You know, you can't let that shit consume you. So I feel like, it felt like I was watching the Big Brother program, J. Cole edition, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what he's going to start doing. Like, every week I'll have, like, these little rappers come on, like... Next week he'll have a little yachty and <laughs> or something like that. Honestly, if he did that, that would be a smart series if he did, if he ever considered it bridging the gap. 
have them go on, tell their story, kind of. Yeah. Well, because I think Cole, too, is the perfect representative, you know, because, like, he's... The young people fuck with him mm-hmm. just as much as a lot of old heads fuck with him, so... I feel like he's he's the right person, you know. He's in his thirties, like he, you know, he's not too far away from the twenties, but not too far away from the forties. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that too gives him a lot of pull. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at someone like Little Pump, like Little Pump makes music for kids. There's nothing wrong with that. He's he's young. He's seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not trying to make music for people like in their mid twenties or in their in people in their thirties or forties. He's not trying to make that kind of music. So, I th- I think. That and I like, I like the way Cole, you know, we tried to talk about try to get Lil Pump, like the way like they related through like you know, um, both of them having stepfathers. I think that was an interesting thing that that they can kind of get that. <laughs> I feel like that they had in common. Yeah, that part could be a meme. That whole section when they get on like stepdad, stepfathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that with Lil Pump? Um, mm-hmm. That was funny when he was eating chips and shit, just sipping on. You know J. Cole wanted to say something when he saw him eating chips. He was like, dude, it's all, man. It's all loud and everything, just in the mic. Starts talking, like, <laughs> I think his mic fell off at one point. Probably. J. Cole was like, man, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> it felt like that, like, man, like, speak the fuck up. Yeah. You know, as far as all of that, like, yeah, I think J. Cole personally... He he definitely did do a service by doing this. So salute to him in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as Lil Pump, I feel like Lil Pump, you know, he's still going to be Lil Pump. I, I, I like the part where, my favorite part personally was where um, he said, you know, he's like, well, what what made you do the Fuck J. Cole song? And he, and he said, I was just looked on Twitter and said, fuck J. Cole. I was like, fuck J. Cole, fuck J. Cole. And then he, then he said, he's like, you know what happens? Like, people hate on you. Now they hate on Russ. And I was, that, I just wanted to think, like, damn. Like, that's true. People, it's weird, like, how people hate on Russ now. Because Russ is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I like Russ. I think he's dope. I don't, yeah. I feel like people hate on a lot of people for the wrong reasons. Totally. I didn't even know they were hating on him and stuff. Because, like, I barely started listening to him, like, maybe last, mid, like, around this time last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, yeah, he's got good shit. I guess it's just if you're at the top, it's it always kind of do that. And especially nowadays, music can be such an ego-driven, you know, kind of industry. But, I don't know, it's like, if you want to get there, don't be envious. Like, just do it. Feel like everyone's either trying to fuck each other or fuck each other over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's the music industry. You know, in a nutshell. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I know as far as as far as all that, like with with Russ, I feel like, I think to a degree, I think Russ, what brings attention to him is um, also the fact that he's very outspoken against Xanax and lean and shit, which I do agree. Like, I do I do agree with him on his stance. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do agree with him on his stance, you know. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing Xanax and Lean. You know, I don't, I don't think that those are good drugs. You know, Lean is pretty much liquid heroin. I think my first podcast was about that fact. You know, it was about Lean, Xanax, and a lot of drugs and a lot of things that people don't don't understand about these drugs. They're dangerous, you know. I remember that. 
Yeah, it's a terrible thing to get caught into. You know, it's like really sticky. <laughs> yeah, but what what do you feel like is one of who who do you feel like is one of the artists that's being slept on hard right now? Slept on hard. Slept on, yeah. Oh man, there's so many. Um, one I would say this. I mean, they're all on a come up. I would say just for myself that I've slept on really hard is probably uh, JID. Yeah, I was sleeping on him for sure. That dude is awesome. Uh, Boogie, definitely. I think he's just getting bigger and bigger, but his music is awesome. For the summer, like that's definitely the stuff that I'll be playing. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot, and there's a lot of people coming back too. Mm-hmm. You know, putting stuff out like. Uh, I saw Nicotina. He put something out. Oh, shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is it? Um, I can't remember the name of it. I did listen to a few tracks off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good segue, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Now this is the start of a new podcast. Um, 